podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. I'm here with Ryan Norwood. Hey there, Dolphins. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. And Louis Rigoni. Hello, Dolphins. Good to hear you, Ryan. Yeah, it's good to be back with you guys. Yes. Not the, uh... Daniel was a bit under the weather today, so uh, <laughs> we called Ryan in to uh, talk with us. Aren't yeah. we all under the weather after Sunday night, Mike? I was going to say, he's probably feeling those last two losses. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday's going to be here before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. But we ha- optimism, Mike. Optimism. It could be a good thing, right? I mean, Saturday's yeah. going to be here before you know it. Two yeah. inches of snow, right? Yeah, I don't mind the snow. No, Only two I'm, inches I'm not either. playing. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. It could It could help us. It very you well never could know. help us. You, you never, never know. know. You never, 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 never know. So, obviously, we're talking about Buffalo because we play the Bills this Saturday evening Yeah, in prime time. Yeah. Mm. I haven't done too well in prime time lately. <laughs> no, we haven't. No, we haven't. No, we yeah. have not. But maybe this will be the week, right? They win this week, they'll shock everybody. Oh, my goodness. That would be a shock, wouldn't it? I mean, isn't it crazy how all of a sudden Buffalo's 10 and 3? Yeah. I mean, you know, they everybody was talking about wow, they're beatable, they're beatable, and yeah. then you look up at the at their record and they're ten and three, and they've got a shot at getting the number one seed again. But yep. th- that's what good teams do, right? That's they, what Decembers do. Yep, they separate the men from the boys. You know, I said that two weeks ago, and somebody <laughs> yelled at me on the page. <laughs> oh God, are you calling that- us pretenders? I didn't. I didn't answer him because no, I wasn't specifically <laughs> calling us pretenders, but. Their results will. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, what you see, you know, week in and week out. I mean, every one of these games is, you know, a playoff-type game I mean, because everybody knows the importance involved. Um, right. Uh, other than our offense. You know, you know our offense we're going is not up, quite understanding that. We're going to Buffalo to play a team that's fighting for the number one seed, right? So it's important to them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't want to go to Kansas City to of play in not. a championship game by no means. And if they stay tied, they won't have to because they beat them. That is correct. Amongo mm-hmm. there, Mr. Fink. Our situation's a little different. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've got a bunch of teams breathing down our throat. Yes, they're on our tail. Yep, the, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the or Jets. Finn, whatever you want to call it. It could be on our, <laughs> or our tail. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry about that. Patriots, Chargers, and Jets are all seven and six. Yep, they're mm-hmm. there. And the Bengals are kind of separating themselves. They're securing that, that basically that number one wild card spot. I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, it's four or five teams, you know, basically fighting for two spots, you know, yeah. 
Well, either yeah. the Bengals, the Ravens, depending on who finished on top in that division. Right, right, right. I mean, the Ravens, I mean, I just, you know, I don't think they're that great a football team, but they're, they're finding a way to win every week. 10 mm-hmm. 7, you know, just. They're 3 0 in their division. Yep. Yep. And that's all that matters. But you know what? Cincinnati looks a lot better than they do right now at this point. You know, yeah, and they're getting healthy and coming alive. They are big time. And um, I think that they are two and three in their division. So, you know, yeah, that's yep. the difference. That is the difference right now. But still got a lot of football, four weeks left. Yeah, so. a lot of things can happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, as we well know that two weeks can change things mighty quickly. Yes. So, Lewis, yes. tell me about the Buffalo no, offense. What do we no. have to be afraid of? Oh, no, 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 no. Mike, I mean, everybody knows what we got to be afraid of. Josh Allen and, you know, past him, you know, you have Diggs. You know, they, they have good football players, but, again, not world beaters. I mean, this team, you know, they, everything flows through Josh Allen. I mean, you look at their losses this year. And basically, Josh Allen's made mistakes in those games. Yep. And um, that's how you beat them. You put a lot of pressure on him to make all the plays. Um, you know, I'm not concerned about their running game because we've just shut every running game down, including last week, another good back in Eckler. I had 45 yards, 15 no, carries. We, we, we can't stop the passes to them, and that's that's been our problem with running backs. Right. And you know what? Teams, you know, this is two weeks in a row now that teams have done that to us. Um, most successful uh, plays against the, our defense over the last couple of weeks has been the passes to the running backs. And uh, San Diego just did that all night Ooh. long. I mean, the uh, Chargers uh, of Los Angeles, they did that to us all night long the other night. And McCaffrey did it to us when we played San Francisco. So, you know, you can expect maybe some more of that, um, you know, throwing the ball out in the flat to Singletary or Cook, the rookie. Um, and then you also always have to worry about Josh Allen in regard to his running ability. So you have to have spies on him. So, you know, you saw how Herbert tore us apart, avoiding pressure. And then, you know, he didn't run an awful lot after he did that, but he sure in the hell dunk, dinked and dunked it to no end. And you could see a lot more of that this week. You know, I have confidence in, you know, in our, in our guys being able to cover down the field and, being able to put some, I do, and, and being able to put pressure on him, Mike. But if he gets out of the pocket, I mean, he's so dangerous, you know, either running or, you know, on broken plays, just hitting a guy 20, 30 yards down the well, field. That's it, because you, you know, you want to get rid of the ball, you know, in two and a half seconds and you can't. So you roll out and you, you know, you buy another second and a half and somebody's going to break open. You know, Mike. Listen, here, here's the bottom line, okay? It's time for, you know, Chubb to, to make an impact. That's why they picked him up. I mean, he was supposed to be a difference maker. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he's been, what, here a month now, four weeks has it been? He's played four games for us now. And, you know, I don't, I don't see an awful lot from him up to this point. Oh, you know, he's he, not playing at the level Phillips is. No, Phillips is playing lights out as well as Wilkins, which would lead you to believe that, you know, this guy, they're going to start getting a little bit more attention, or they have been, and th- that should free him up on that side. But I haven't seen it. So it's, it's now a situation where 
he's got to make a difference. They've got to get pressure on Allen. They got to force him into some mistakes and um, being, you know, having him just get rid of the ball quickly and making them work for everything, you know, much like they did when we played them here in Miami. You know, they were able to really just make them work for everything. No easy touchdowns, you know, no 40, 50 yard passes, no 60 yard runs, none of this crap. Our, you know, our secondary was deeper then. It was. Needham, I think, was on the field yep. at that point. There's no question about it. But Cahoo's done a pretty decent job he in has. his place. He you has. know, uh, we also lost Brandon Jones. And I think there's a big step back with Rowe. If he even plays this week, you know, you may wind up seeing somebody else back there. Yeah, so they are going to they are going to be challenged. But back to my point, Mike, that's that's the whole, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're circling completely around here. The defensive line's got to control that line of scrimmage. They've got to put pressure on them because if they don't, you know, our secondary is patched up and, and they're just going to eat us alive. So it, those guys know the situation in the secondary. The team knows the situation. Sure. They've got to get pressure on them. You know, they've got to force him into making mistakes down the field. We're not getting interceptions. We're not getting turnovers as a defense anymore. I mean, it's not enough. No, we need. We need <laughs> In a game like this, where you're playing a better team on the road, and they are a better team, regardless of we beat them or not, uh, you've got to have turnovers. You, you've got to force turnovers. And uh, they have to win the turnover battle because we can't be making those kind of mistakes ourselves. How many do we have on the year, by the way? Because I know X has one. I think Holland has one. Holland has two, I believe. Um, I can look that up real quick. I mean, you know, the, the bottom line is is that, you know, if the offense doesn't do what they were doing for a while, you know, the defense is challenged. You know, they don't have their, the defense that they wanted on the field at any point over the last, what, six weeks. I mean, Brandon Jones has I mean, been out a month now as well, right? They haven't had the defense that they've wanted all year because Correct. Jones has been MIA. Right. Byron, right. He's yeah, been Byron out. Jones and then... Uh, Brandon Jones went down, Nick Needham went down. I mean, you're playing an undrafted rookie out of Texas A&M Commerce yeah, and, and a 30-year-old Xavier well. Howard. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And, I mean, X, as, as great as he's been, he's lost a step from the looks of it. He's been a little bit slow. I mean, it could be that he's hurt. It we, could we, be his, his groin muscles are not fully yeah. healed, or it could be he's lost a step. But whatever it is, he's not himself. Right. No, by no means. I mean... But, you know, that thus, you know, we go back to the unit that's healthy, right? And it's, mm -hmm. it's those guys up front. And, you know, they put a lot of pressure on Herbert, but they didn't put him down. I mean, they put him down four times, but, man, they had opportunities of putting him down eight times. And, you know, you, Josh Allen's a task. There's no mm -hmm. question about it. But at some point, you know, our guys. He's a little it, tougher to tackle. Yeah, he, he's very tough to tackle. I mean, he's he's a big, strong guy and he's very, very fast. But, you know, you, not you, just fast, though. I mean, you see him jumping over guys. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, a, he's an athlete. Incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible athlete. And, you know, the bottom line is, is that they have to slow their offense down. Because right now, our offense is reeling. I don't know what kind of type of game plan they're going to come up with. I mean, you know, you can talk about that a little bit, Ryan. But, mm -hmm. you know, right now, the offense is reeling. They, they've, they've looked worse than they have. I don't know if 
I've seen them play this bad offensively over a two-game period, you know, since two has been here. These last two games offensively have been really, really bad. And I can't think of a time where we had back-to-back games to where the offense was just anemic. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any team that's had that that kind of offense two games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's limited to Miami. I (laughs) I don't think anybody's been that bad, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, it's been totally frustrating to watch. I mean, you watch these games and it's series in and series out and there's disconnect. There's balls going one way, receivers going another. You know, when Tua does get a good pass off, Hill's looking in a different direction. Waddle's looking in it. I mean, there were two situations on Sunday night with both Waddle and Hill involved to where Tua threw passes and the receivers didn't even know they were in the air. Yep. On two and different were, occasions. And, you know, as much as two has been off the mark the last two games, those passes, had they been caught, those were touchdowns. Oh, without a doubt. And they Absolutely. were, you know, they were beautifully placed balls, quite honestly. Like, he he dropped both of those in the zone where they needed to be. And whatever happened, one to Hill, one to Waddle, they just didn't know the ball was there. They didn't know yeah. the ball was coming. They weren't prepared for it. I don't know what the situation well, was. Well, the coach but- said lack of communication. I don't know. You know, who knows? But the bottom line is they didn't execute. Who's, yeah. Whose ever fault it was, they didn't execute. Yeah, this is a bad time of year to not be on the same page. I mean, this mm-hmm. is when your team should be completely gelled. And, you know, I could understand it a little bit more if, you know, you had an Armstead out and they were they were trying to get quicker passes off and the timing was off and so on and so forth. But you know, they've got everybody there. They've got the receiving core there. The running backs are there. You know, the offensive line, the center, you know, all of these guys are in place. And to to start being on different pages at this time of the year, it, it's really hard to understand. I mean, I'm having a difficult time understanding why these things are happening. But they're there. We're watching them. It could have been crowd noise. Maybe they didn't hear the play call right. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons it can happen. But Well, I mean, you know, we've dealt with this, Mike. You know, Detroit, Chicago. I mean, those those crowds were pretty jacked up on those games. That's all. It's it's something that happens. They were tooth and nail games. And, you know, fourth quarter, we played well in those games. I mean, you know, there's definitely something wrong here. And I, I... I can't explain it. I just, I just don't know. I mean, you can put, I mean, you know, we talked about the fact that teams are starting to figure us out and this and that, but the bottom line is, is, you know, two weeks ago, it's against San Francisco, whether they were playing that, you know, a defense to where they were taking away the I middle or not. I think San Francisco was a matter of just Tua being off his game. I don't think it was specifically the 49ers that hurt them. I think they hurt themselves. Well, that's what I'm saying, Mike, yeah. is that, you know, everybody keeps saying that, oh, you know, they figured us out. Well, no, there were guys wide open all over the place that whole game. Right. That was not the issue. Right. Now, there you were... But the thing that Tua has done the last, or the thing Tua was doing when he was on that hot streak was layering the ball in. So he's got it going up over the linebacker and dipping down. And one of the things that San Francisco did was they dropped their linebackers back farther than normal, which meant when the ball dipped down, it was overthrown. So I think it was a combination of him being off the mark plus them playing a defense that was playing a little further in their drops. 
I'm not sure that's exactly what happened against the 49ers. It's definitely what happened against the uh, Chargers. Uh, but I don't think San Francisco was dropping as deep as the Chargers were. What I saw in the in the San Francisco game was him just. I mean, th- th- there was nobody at times, uh, Ryan, in front mm-hmm. of he ha- he had a clear path from him to the receivers. I mean, even in the the, the balls in the flat. I mean, he had an eight yard yeah. pass to Tyreek that he he threw you know five feet above his head, mm-hmm. which eventually got intercepted. We look at the San Diego game, and they basically were playing a bend but don't break defense, and we never made any kind of adjustments. Now well, they did a couple yeah. of things. They they played press man on the receivers on yep. Hill and Waddle. Yep, and they dropped their linebacker, a middle linebacker, right into the middle of the field, and and yep. they brought a single safety over into the middle of the field. So right, you know try and hit a pass in the middle of the field and you got a lot of obstacles there. So they were forcing Miami to do something else and Miami really didn't. Well, that's where the coaching comes in where, I mean, Tua also can go out there and tell the coach, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is where we need to go. But you have an offensive coordinator. You got an offensive-minded head coach. Whoever's up in the booth needs to spot that and say, hey, coach, they're taking this away. (laughs) They're taking this away. This is what we're, you know, what we've got open. If yep. outside the the numbers is open, throw some balls out there. Yeah, do whatever you got to do, but you can't you can't be stubborn, you know. Right. You, you, and then that they, that came off as stubborn. Now, you know, I don't know what McDaniel saw with his eyeballs standing on the sidelines. It's hard to say. Well, but, that, uh, that's part whoever, of being whoever a rookie was head up coach. in the booth should have been able to see it. Right. That's. I mean, it, it's a rookie head coach, and I think a lot of people might forget that after how they were playing. So it's a learning process for him too, but everybody around him also has to to say, hey, coach, this is what we need to do. Yep. What I found interesting was when they came out for the second half and, you know, the sideline reporter talks to both head coaches, you know, as mm-hmm. they come out and McDaniel made the comment to where, you know, I told Tua he's just got to trust what he's seeing. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so basically what you're saying is, is that, He's holding, is, he was holding the ball too long. Two is not seeing what he's seeing on the sideline. And, you know, he's kind of, you know, telling him the trust in what he's seeing, meaning that, yes, there are guys open, just keep going. But I'm sorry. I mean, in the first half, when he was throwing balls to players, they were not open. They, they were all challenged. It wasn't like the San Francisco game by no means. So I found that comment a little weird. And not necessarily what you kind of wanted to hear. You know, I don't know if that's what he told Tua at halftime, but what they needed to do was to sit down and say, listen, we're going to start throwing balls underneath in the flat until these lineback- this line- middle linebacker comes up and starts playing it. Because as you mentioned, Mike, when you got guys dropping back into the middle of the field, what does that open up? It leaves up? a void. Mm-hmm. It, it, it le- it, somebody's open. Somebody's right. open somewhere. Okay. I mean, you got a light box you can run into. Absolutely. You can't, even if you have a a running back circle, you know, into the Mm -hmm. flat and just start dumping it there. You know, you've got an easy five, six yards. Take a Sicky or a Smythe and they, you know, take five steps and turn around, whatever whatever it is you got to do. Start dinking and dunking like they were doing. I mean, you know, there's ways of, you know, counter reacting to what they were doing defensively and you didn't see it. I don't know if they implemented it and Tua just was being stubborn or they were just 
constantly running the same plays. To me, it looked like much of the same. There was a lot of disconnect, and they've got to get sharp. I mean, you know, they have this week to get it together. The, the offense is, is, is a major problem right now, and they've got to correct it mighty quick. Well, I want to hear Ryan talk about the yes. offense. Yes. Ryan, what would, what would you do against Buffalo? The easy answer is establish the run. Um, the problem is our, our offensive line has not been very good at creating holes. Personally, what I want to see, why are we not throwing screens? Lou, you said, you know, last two weeks ago against San Francisco, he threw one to Tyreek Hill that was off the mark. He got intercepted. Last week, he had one to Tyreek Hill, went for a gain. But what we got Raheem Mostert, who's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. Yeah, let, let the receivers clear out the area and, uh, you know, hit it back out of the, out of the flat. Exactly. If yeah. you got a third and short, do a tight end screen to Mike Gusecki. Let him use all his frame to just fall forward. We can try it out. It's something different. We got to do something to get these guys, to get the defense out of the middle of the field where Tua was so good and create space for guys like Hill, for guys like Waddle, for guys like Sherfield who can take the ball and just run with it. Get it to your playmakers. Let them make plays. We don't need to be running every play 20 yards down the field. Suck the defense up and then let them go over the they top. They need to spread the ball around. Because you want that defense not to know where you're going with the football. Right. right now, everybody knows where you're trying to go with the football, and that makes you much easier to defend. Yes. And that's what happened last week. Yep. You, you, Tua was thrown into the middle of the field. There's four or five defenders and one wide receiver. You know, I, I feel that in gold could be important, too. I mean, because, you know, if, if you don't send them out or if you send them out delayed, the guy's got good hands, and you have another blocker on the field, you know, if you want to go to mass protection. Yeah, so, the Bills are not going to give you a lot of time to make decisions. They're not. I mean, so, you know, if you do get pressured, you know, you, you dump the ball to end gold in the flat. And, you know, you do, mm -hmm. just like Ryan said, you know, get the ball. Once the pressure's there, dump it in the flat. Because Tyreek and Waddle are going to get attention on the outside. There's no doubt about that. You know, the Bills have got some injuries in their secondary as well. So, you know, they're, they're going to be playing probably man-to-man. -man. They're going to – Mike, it's a copycat league. We all know of that, course. Ryan. Same, but we all we, yep. all three of us know that. Everybody in the league knows that. They're going to see how they defended us last week and say, hey, guys, you know what? We're going to implement the same defensive game plan, only Buffalo's pass rush is, is going to be better. I mean, there's, there's no – even without Von Miller – their pass rush will be better, you know. Yeah, so there's offense, no doubt about their their linebackers are so athletic. They're and realistically, Milano, Lou, yes. you bring yeah. up Ingold. What does he have? Two, three, four touchdowns doing exactly that this year, sneaking yes. out to the flat. Tua yeah. hits him, and he turns upfield and takes it in. Yeah, you can use Mozart in that situation as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, they they have to figure something out. They just have to because you know when you target Tyreek. 10, 12, 15 times a game, and then other guys are getting targeted once, you know, or, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Waddle, the last couple of weeks, his numbers Absent. are just absolutely, I mean, he, I don't think he has 50 yards total combined. I think he has three catches over the last two weeks. So now, you know, Waddle's been taken out of the game, right? So, okay, so you're throwing the Tyreek Hill who's getting double, triple coverage. I mean, there's got to be other guys open on the field. I mean, you know, Tua's got to start understanding that, hey, this guy's going to get attention. I've got to start getting the ball in other people's hands. And, you know, it's up to the coaching staff to just press that in his mind, say, look, you, you've got to start going elsewhere. I mean, Gasicki, 
you know, who you mentioned as well, Ryan, mm-hmm. is is done. I mean, he he's he's not part of the offense anymore. He, There's got to be some reason for that. There's something going on with either him and Tua or him and McDaniel because he is such a valuable weapon, especially in the red zone, and to not be used, something's going on. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're we're trying to figure this out. You know, as you know, as fans, you know, as we're mm-hmm. watching football games and we're trying to figure out what is going on. I mean, you you want to look at Gusecki's numbers over the last four weeks, and they're just absolutely non-existent. He's I mean, not I, on the field as much as you think he is. He's yeah. not, but Mike, that's telling in itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even in right. the clean... Coming into the ahead. season, though, we knew he wasn't a real fit for this offense because McDaniels, the, the 49ers rely on pass-blocking tight ends, which Mike Gusecki is not. His last five games, guys, three receptions for 34 yards. Five-game period, three receptions, 34 yards. You know, your offense is struggling. Maybe, you know, he's not the answer, but, you know, you've, you've got to figure something out. I mean, you can't well, just Somebody's rely- got to be the answer, right? It's got to be Mozart or uh, Gesicki or, you know, Sherfield. Somebody has got to be the answer. Cedric Wilson, another guy who we spent, you know, decent money on. Yep. These guys have got to be part of your game plan. They have, over the course of a game, you know, when we were successful, successful in some of those games, those guys were, were, you know, were participating in our offense. They were touching the football. Craig Craft is another guy Craig who, Craft. who's made some That's catches. the name I was just going to bring up. You have Hill yeah. and Waddle. Use them. Use Mostert. Clear out space and sneak in. I don't in. know if Craig Craft is healthy yet because I know well, he had an injury problem. Him, but, Trent uh, Sherfield, somebody. Wilson, anybody. Wilson, Smythe. Yeah. Like, as you mentioned, Mike. Clear yeah. out a zone and throw it there. One of these guys that Smythe is not another gonna, guy. I'm not sure if he's healthy. I well, mean, it's, this far in the season, who is healthy? And you know, <laughs> somebody's healthy, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> there's Some, guy, there's eleven healthy. guys on the field, yeah. Mike. Okay, the return yep. of Salmon. And, and, and the last time I looked, Smite was on the field for a good majority of the plays. Now Craycraft <laughs> wasn't, so he's not healthy. But Smythe is healthy. Gusecki healthy, not on the field. There's. Yeah. There, there's, there's problems here, and they're extreme. And that's why I think the three of us are sitting here trying to figure out, you know, what we can do. Because it, it, it's not just a simple issue to where, ah, you know what, you know, we weren't on our game, but we, we were still okay. No, we've been bad. I mean, really bad. And, you know, they're trending offensively, as I mentioned, with guys like Kasicki not touching the ball, the, the, the running backs not getting opportunities to run the football. I mean, I know Wilson got hurt, but even prior to that, against San Francisco, they, they barely ran the football. I mean, you know. All Mc- I'm going to say is this, Lewis. They script their plays to come out in the beginning of the ballgame. And when they script their plays, they've got to do it in such a fashion to where it's going to make Tua comfortable. Right. Whatever that means, whatever his favorite passes are, that's what they've got to be scripting, you know, because they've got to get him into some sort of rhythm. He can't start off like he started off the past couple of weeks. Well, they threw a fly down the sideline where Hill had man-to-man on the first play. I don't know if that's one of his more comfortable 
you know, that's um, fine if they want to do that. But my point is, whatever is going to make him comfortable and let him settle into the game, because it's a lot of pressure and it's, you know, the posing stadium. So there's going to be crowd noise and all that. So they got to make it easy for him. That's all I'm saying. I, I will tell you this, Mike, you know, as you've watched Tua over the last two seasons, I'm not going to go back to his rookie season, but as you watch him over the last two seasons, and they do script his, you know, his early, his early plays, their, their opening drive. That, that's when they've been at their best, mm-hmm. period. You know, he comes out of the gates, game in and game out. I mean, the Pittsburgh game, he, you know, went to shit. But early <laughs> in that game, he was on fire. I mean, so, you know, it, it's really, really hard for me to understand, you know, how a guy can be so efficient early on. And he did it all last year as well. We, we would have a great opening drive. We'd score a touchdown, and then we wouldn't score again until the fourth quarter. It's you a timing-based offense. You're practicing those plays for three, four days over the week, right. over and over and over and over and over. So and then it should you come be out. there. Right. But the minute you get away from that script, the minute you've run through that whole script, and you're calling plays based off of where you're on the field, time, you know, down and distance, all that stuff, it's a, it's a, it's a bit different. Go ahead, Mike. You were the other something? thing is defensive coordinators are watching what you're doing, and they're going to make adjustments. So if they see something is hurting them, they're going to pay attention to it. I'm going to say this. I, this is what I feel is the biggest problem, is that Tua is not reading defenses at all, period. He's throwing to a spot, whether there's four guys around the receiver or whether there's you know two guys around them. Or whether the receiver is is taken off his path, Tua is not looking. I mean, you you look at a few plays. This is what I brought up to my son. Me and my son went back and forth about the quarterbacks. Right now, in comparison, right, you had in the first quarter you had X Man just completely blanketing Mike Williams down the sideline. Right. Yep. Just all over him. I mean, it did. The guy was not open. As a matter of fact, X-Man was running the pattern better than he was, right? Herbert put the ball in a position to where Williams can make a play on it, right? That the push-off play? That was that it regardless of the fact, Ryan, the bottom line is is that <laughs> it became a positive play, yes. right? Yes. I mean, it did. you know, they could have called X-Man for defense. Yeah, I think the ref probably I, thought it was incidental contact. Exactly. And, and it was definitely a push-off, but the bottom line is he had an opportunity to catch the football. Okay, now let's go forward in the football game with two at throwing balls on guys isolated down the sideline. It happened twice late in the game. You had Gusecki going down the sideline, man-to-man, okay? Throws the ball down the sideline. The ball's 10 yards out of bounds. Not not even close to him. Well, he might have done that on purpose because I don't think Gusecki had separation. Well, Mike, you know, back shoulder. I see Aaron Rodgers do it, and all the better quarterbacks do it. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But, Mike, you have to throw the – you have to give your receivers an opportunity. He did it again to Cedric Wilson down the sideline. No opportunity whatsoever. But let me finish my point, okay? If you don't want to throw the ball in that situation where you have man-to-man isolation, then you look elsewhere. You don't just throw a ball 10 yards out of bounds and throw it down away in the garbage, especially when there's no pressure on you. And I watched him do it 
twice in the football game, late in the game. He did it to Wilson and he did it to Gasicki. If they're not open, and if you don't want to give them an opportunity to throw to to, to make a catch or to make a play as Sandy as the Raiders uh, the Chargers did earlier in the game, then you go elsewhere with the football. You don't just throw a ball ten yards out of bound and quit on a play. You don't do it. You only have so many in a game. Live to play another day. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show and. Uh... Here's a little message, and we'll be right back. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I trust them. You get your money when you're supposed to. Everything is above board. Now, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I think a lot of it, too, is a confidence issue and a trust issue on the receivers because you've seen them throw some balls and guys... They've dropped him a little bit, which has caused problems with his confidence. Waddle, Gusecki's dropped a couple of them. I mean, I'm not putting all the blame on these guys, too, because some of those drop passes for Waddle, you know, he's in between two defenders. The last, last two weeks, too, the timing has been off. You can clearly see that in these games. He's been infinitely better at getting the ball out quickly, but over the last, yeah, and very quick, and on point. But the last two weeks, I've seen him kind of hesitate a little bit. And all it takes is a little bit. You know, if he's on a, on a timing play with a receiver on a 10-yard slant, and he doesn't hit the ball, he doesn't throw the ball at the right time, well, the next play, he might be trying to overcompensate and get the ball out quicker and get it there before the receiver knows. Do we have an update on Jeff Wilson? Has anybody heard anything? Because that, that's going to be a problem. That's that's definitely a problem. But, I mean, you know, you got Mozart and then you have, I guess, Gaskin. Gaskin and, you know and Ahmed, but you're talking about, again, smaller frame guys who are, you know, shiftier than they are anything else. They, are. they can catch the ball, though, in the flats, which is kind of what we want, right? I mean, well, you know, they, if, Gaskin can't catch the ball. Absolutely. Gaskin and Ahmed can. We also have a new offensive lineman that might be getting some play time this week. Who? Uh, Eric Fisher. Fisher? Whose place That's are you right. we take? Didn't, we didn't think about that. I mean, if that, he this, if you got Armstead at left tackle and Fisher at right tackle, and that could help. Eichenberg might be back. I don't know if that's an upgrade or not. <laughs> 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 but Brandon Brandon Shell has not been playing his best ball the last couple of weeks, and Eric Fisher might you know provide that little boost. And Eichenberg, who knows? I don't know what Robert Jones has been grading that at either, Mike. I know two weeks ago you said he was bad against San Francisco. Well, this week, there, I, there's a play I remember this week where he was on his ass, Armstead was getting pushed back, and Tua got sacked. So 
Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I mean, Armstead's pl- you know he's playing hurt. Oh, he's I mean, hurt. You, yes. you partially tear a pictorial. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, you know. not saying said, that. He had to be right side dominant. I'm not saying that, you know, as a slight at Armstead, but, you know, we know he's playing hurt, but Jones was on his ass the minute the ball was snapped. Right. Yep. L- listen, you know, if we get... If Eichenberg even is slightly better than Robert Jones and mm-hmm. Fisher is obviously, you know, if he's healthy enough. I mean, this guy hasn't played in a while, but he knows how to block. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if he's an upgrade from Shell and they see him doing really well in practice, then they're going to make the right decisions. You know, they're going to put mm-hmm. the five best guys on the field. So if they do have those options, that's definitely a positive. You know, um, it is unfortunate if Wilson can't play this week, but. You know, Gaskin's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield and he can hurt you that way. Yep. So, you know, maybe, you know, just maybe, you know, they they implement that into their game plan, which is what we all want to see. And, you know, they get some positivity from the running back position, you know, because, I mean, they, be nice. you know, they, they've just been non-existent. I mean, between the tight end, I mean, listen, you've got all these skilled positions on the field. You've got your, your, your number three receiver, you've got tight ends, and you've got running backs that should be involved in the passing game. And honestly, all we've seen is Tyreek Hill the last two weeks. That's it. There's nobody else. There's three guys touching the football. The friggin' center, Tua, well, there's four people touching the football. The referee at times, and then Tyreek Hill. <laughs> So you've got four guys, <laughs> three guys basically touching the ball an awful lot, you know, when it comes to our offense right now. And you can't do that. You just can't. You can't, you can't do it. You and just if Tyreek's hurt, because remember he had an ankle issue. Yes. That just adds flames, you know, adds fuel to the fire. Yeah, for him to be at full strength from, you know, Sunday to Saturday. Now, keep in mind, we're playing Saturday night, yes. right? Yep. You know, so he's got one less day. Well, the positive is I'll have plenty of ice on the ankle. He's got one less day, and he's going to be playing in 20-degree weather with, with two inches of snow on his ankle or whatever it is, like Mike just said. <laughs> I mean, so it's not going to be an ideal situation. So, you know... That it, who knows? It could be a blessing. Maybe they just use him as a decoy, and all of a sudden we see other people touching the football. You know, we we just don't know. I mean, Wilson being out could be a blessing because all of a sudden you've got a guy that you can run patterns out of the backfield with Gaskin. You know, he he does that pretty well. So, yep. you know, you just don't know what they have to do. Is they have to figure something out. They yeah, have. And to. this is this is yeah. the wrong defense to be playing games with. Against. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've got to be sure in what they're doing. They absolutely do. This is, you know, this is a good, good, solid, solid football team. You know, the what's interesting about them, and that, that's a really good point, Mike, because their offense has been okay of late, right? right. It's the defense. I mean, they scored 20 points against the Jets last week, and the Jets are playing really, really good football. But when you look at their, you know, their offense as a whole, they haven't been that that good. Uh, not not like they have in years past, the last two years. I think, you know, offensively, they're second overall in the NFL, which and 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 
I get the statistics. I truly do. You know, they're eighth rushing the football. That has a lot to do with Josh Allen, because I guarantee you he's probably their leading rusher. And they're sixth, whereas I think they've been close to number one or two in the passing game over the last couple of years. So, you know, their passing game hasn't, hasn't been as efficient. And as an offense, they've been okay. But their defense has really been holding them together. They and really you, have the... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you mentioned they, they scored 20 points. It was 0-0 after the first quarter. You know, it was 7 nothing going into halftime. So it's not like they were lighting it up immediately. And right. in the fourth quarter, they only scored three points. Yep. And against New England, they scored 24. Mm-hmm. Against Detroit, who we absolutely lit up, they scored 28 on, on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, Detroit played them extremely well. You know, Cleveland, who we just blew up the week before, they scored 31 points on. You know, they lost to the Jets where they scored 17 points. What, what I'm getting at is, is that early on in the year, my goodness, we were looking at games where they, they put, what, 42 up against Denver, 31 against the Rams, 41 against Tennessee, 38 against Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, they were really, really efficient early in the season. And they were, I mean, they were scoring 30, 40 points in, in the majority of their games. They've kind of slowed a bit, you know, of late, you know, offensively. So we'll see. You know, maybe our defense can slow them down enough to where we can, uh, you know, stay in this football game. Because uh, I have a lot of concerns about this game getting ugly. And um, if our defense doesn't come to play, you know, it, it could get ugly pretty quickly. They've got to really go out there and hold it together. Well, here's one thing to consider. So against the Jets, they threw the ball 27 times. They mm-hmm. ran the ball 24 times. Pretty good balance, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, 24 rushes, how many of those were by Josh Allen? How many do you think? I would probably say at least a third. 10 rushes. Wow. Almost, so almost half. It was close to, yeah, it was almost half. It was between a third and a half. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you got, you know, Josh Allen, you, if you can take him out of the game, their whole offense is done. You can't take him out of well, the game. Well, that's the it's thing. Tough. <laughs> it's, it's tough to take him out of the game, you know, especially. You can slow him down, though, Mike. And the, slow in their, anybody down. And we, yeah. we, we did it in the first, first game we played against him this year. We slowed him down enough that we were able to take advantage. In order to slow him down, you got to coverage on the back end. In and the loss, yes. in their losses. Right. You know, they lost to us mm-hmm. guys. OK. Um, and we we base they they drove the football on us, but they weren't getting anything, you know, major. You know, he didn't kill us running the football. He didn't kill us passing the football when they lost to Minnesota. Minnesota, he had 330 yards passing against him, but he threw a lot of incompletions. I think 15 total and he threw two interceptions. He turned the ball over in that game. So. You know, you're not going to be able to completely stop the guy, but you can 110% slow him down. You know, if you force him into, you know, just he, he gets he gets a little antsy when things aren't going his way. You know, he'll take off, he'll run. The Dolphins put a beating on him that day. I mean, they were hitting him. They got to do the same thing. They mm-hmm. have to. If he's going to take off and run, they got to they got to knock the shit out of him. You know, they got to make them say, whoa, you know what? I'm going to think twice about running the football next 13 time. 13 players came out of that game with heat-related injuries. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh-huh. 
How many are going to come out of this game with um, you know, <laughs> frostbite. frostbite, frostbite, or you know? Are the dolphins bringing <laughs> their uh, propane heaters again? <laughs> you know what they're going to do to us. You know, yeah. they're going to do something. They're going to shut. They're going to shut the electricity off in the locker room, where you know nobody can shower. Somebody call OSHA. No, no hot water heater. They're going to have no electricity on their sidelines to heat themselves up. They're going. To, they're definitely going to pay us back. In somehow, some kind of way, <laughs> as so you know, because of what we did to them. So we didn't make the sun come out. Well, no, but you know, hey, they they they're gonna dump snow on us. They're gonna do something. Yeah, they're gonna do something. They'll moon us. our buses like they usually do. <laughs> they throw rocks at our buses, Mike. Uh-huh. Pull the fire you know, alarm in the hotel. Yes, exactly. They do the right. You know, they don't. You know, if if I were the Buffalo Bill fans right now, I just leave things be. Because you don't, you know how they always say, leave a sleeping dog lie, right? You don't want to do anything to just rattle them because it may actually light a fire under our ass, which we absolutely need. They They should not need any motivation to have their asses lit. But Mike, this is one thing we have not talked about. Have you seen any kind of enthusiasm over the last couple of weeks? Don't you feel like there's a lot of guys going through the motion for games that, that were as important as they were. On defense, I have. On offense, not as much. Yeah, defense, you got Wilkins. You got a couple of guys, right? You got a couple of guys that, are, that have been jacked up. But for the most part. Tyreek Hill is always excited. Yeah. Well, he, he just plays the game. You know, yeah. that's the way he plays the game. But overall, you know, you just don't see. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it the last couple of weeks. and. An extreme amount of enthusiasm. Let's just hope that after you know this Buffalo game, we when we go home to play those two out of the last three at home, that there's a ton of you know just enthusiasm. They come out of the tunnel, they're jacked up because those two games are going to absolutely be necessary for. We got to win both of them. We if they can win find a way to beat games. the Bills, it makes their life a lot easier. Yeah. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. So. Absolutely. We got to make predictions, and I, I I don't like this part of the show no. this particular week. But uh, and this just happens to be your 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 turn, Mike. It is my turn one. to go first, <laughs> and you know I, I wish I knew more about the weather. You know what it was actually going to do. Uh, I've heard anywhere from seven inches to two inches of snow. Who who knows? But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to be cold, and the Bills are a damn good team. So Miami is going to have to bring the game to Buffalo. If they're not ready to do that, they're not going to win. And two of the last two weeks looks like he's not ready to do that. So I got to hope that McDaniel has figured out some answers and uh, can get him on his game early and get him in a rhythm. Buffalo's defense is going to want to take that rhythm away, and they're capable of doing that. So, I mean, I got to pick Buffalo. and I, I <laughs> Like you said, Lou, it's, I think it's going to be ugly. Um, Maybe not as high scoring as you might think. I'm thinking 27 to 10. Okay. Ryan, you want to go? You want me to go and you want to finish up? Uh, I can go. Okay. So when we did our preseason predictions, this is one of the games I had the Dolphins losing. And I'm <laughs> I'm still... I, I, <laughs> oh, you haven't changed your mind? <laughs> no, not even a little bit, no. Um had we kept our hot streak the last two weeks, I would have considered it. But, you know, I, I kind of figured we would split It's with tough Buffalo. to win up there. It's it's tough to win up there. It's a division game. It's in the winter. 
you know, we're we've got guys dropping like flies. We've lost a lot of a lot of solid players to injury and we just cannot seem to get our ground game going. So I think it's going to be kind of close to what Mike said. I I was going to say uh 31 to 10. Yeah, I'm right. I'm I'm at 31-13. You know, if Sanders can get a couple field goals <laughs> through, <laughs> through that snow. Ball's going to be I mean, hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> here here's the thing. You know, if the weather is extremely bad because we have seen this I mean, you could you could see a real nip and tuck football game. We've seen it before. I mean, if it's snowing and you you know it's there's ice on the field, you can't get any kind of footing. You can see a lot of weird things happen in this Leon football Lett. game, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Leon, you know we we've we've seen crazy things happen in snow games, but you know if that doesn't happen, we are in a world of trouble and there's nothing i mean i'm trying to find something that would even give me you know some kind of hope in regard to uh you know us competing in this football game and i i just can't find anything i'm having a hard time with this i'm gonna pray a lot the night before that you know we go out and we play a solid football game on saturday night let's just hope we come out of the game healthy the whole world's gonna yeah the whole world's Mm -hmm. gonna be watching that's another thing mike that's a good point because you know if anything we do have to come out of this game healthy but i i got it 31 13 i'm i'm right on par all of us think that you know they're they're gonna win by two touchdowns and um you know, there's no reason to believe that that's not going to happen with what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. So, you know. I mean, who do you trust more, Josh Allen or Tua? And that's an honest question. Well, it's not only that, Mike. It's the home field. There's there's just so many factors involved. And, you know, when when we're favoring a team to beat us by more than two touchdowns, then there's there's a lot of factors involved, you know. you know, the, the injury to Wilson could hurt quite a bit. You know, the offensive line, Tyreek Hill, it, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, Buffalo, for the most part, is pretty healthy right now. So, Well, that's you know, the thing. If they lose one key piece, you know, if Josh Allen goes down, that changes everything. Right. Um, you know, they do, have, they do have guys on the defensive side. That, that are banged up. And if they don't play, it'll be key. I mean, I know Milano's on the injury report. I know Ed Oliver, the nose tackle. Yeah, they're all in the and, they, and, they, and, and Mika we, Hyde. We got 13 players on the injury report right now, you know? Yeah. Yep. Maybe it's 12, but the point is it's early in the week and everybody is on the injury report. Definitely. But, I mean, Jordan Phillips is another one that's, that's on. They have a lot of guys on the defensive side of the football that are banged up right now. Yep. So, you know, if we get, you know, if we're fortunate enough for them to lose a couple of those guys where they, they're not able to play, you know, you, you could see, you know, a little bit different situation. But, you know, right now it's really hard to, to you know, to pick the Dolphins to even compete in this game. So if we lose and we come back home, uh, we play Green Bay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, you know, they got to come back healthy so they can compete with Green Bay. And I, I you know, y- you got to like their chances at home. They've played much better on defense at home. So I think I'd like them in that game, you know, barring any serious injuries. And uh, then you've got the Patriots and Jets. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yep. Going to have to beat the bullies, you know. You're going back up north. Probably in the snow once yep. again, you know, with New England crowd and that team's, you know, hanging around. 
Yeah, um, yeah they are. You know, I want to real quick. I'm going to look at their schedule because I'm not really sure what they have down. The they play the Raiders here. next. They play the Raiders, and then they play Cincinnati. Then they play us, and then they go to Buffalo. So that that's that gonna Cincinnati be, game and Buffalo game. They could lose either one of those. I think they're going to lose Probably both, both yeah. of them. Like I can't see them beating either one of those football yep. teams. Yeah. And um, you know the the. <laughs> And the what Ra- do the Jets play? The, the uh, Raiders, the you know, them playing the Raiders on the road. I mean, if if the Raiders have offense going, they could have a problem in that one too. So, you know, hopefully if they lose the next two weeks, it kind of, yeah. you know, deflates their bubble a little bit. Jets played Detroit at home this week. Yep. That's an interesting game. That's going to be very, very telling because Detroit hasn't lost since we beat them, yep. if yeah. I'm not mistaken. That was their, they've won, I think, five or six in a row. They are playing extremely good football right now. And, oh, man, wouldn't that be awesome for them to just knock the Jets off? Not just that, but um, after the Lions, they got to go play against the uh, Jaguars, who are also kind of heating up a little bit. They are. I mean, and, but the Jets yeah. do have – they've got somewhat of an easy schedule, don't they? I mean, the, you know, compared to – The Lions, to, the Jags, the Seahawks, then us. So it's yeah, – I it, mean, compared to us, compared to the, the, pa- the Patriots – yeah. yeah, I'd prefer to have their schedule, but yes, you know they're playing prime time against the Jags. Short week because they got a Thursday night game. Yep. Then that's playing, a home game for them, though, isn't it? It and is. So is Detroit. You yeah, know? but then they so, got to fly out to Seattle. Seattle. Yep. January New Year's Day in Seattle. Yep. Yep. When All do right, we, guys? Do, do we play Christmas Day? Yes. Yes. And New Year's Day. <laughs> Unbelievable. How the hell am I supposed to enjoy my holidays with them playing? I mean, who does this scheduling? I mean, for the love of God. Somebody who does not like Miami. It only happens when Christmas falls on Sunday. Guys, what time do we play on Christmas Day? Is it a one o'clock? Don't you have a schedule? I'm looking at it now, wise guy. (laughs) Uh, We play at one o'clock on Christmas Day. And New Year's Day the same. One o'clock on New Year's Day. (laughs) <laughs> I'll just be going to sleep around one o'clock. New Year's Day. <laughs> All right. All right. That's good. Hey, listen, it's going to be fun, man. The holidays, my goodness, Christmas day and new year's day. We get to play division rivals. Let's just hope that, you well, know, not even Christmas if, day, Christmas day, we're playing the Packers. Oh, Christmas day. We're playing the Packers. That's right. The jets. We play on the eighth. Yes. yes. We play. Yeah, the we get Packers. Aaron Rodgers for Christmas. Wow. You know, let, let's just hope that we win that game on Christmas Day and those last two games are just absolutely against division rivals, so important, you know? I mean, you got to love it. You would, you would love to see that, you know? You, if we drop these next two, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough. It's, you know, that Green Bay, that Green Bay home game is, is very, very important mm-hmm. to us yep. going forward. It's anyway. probably more important than this game in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I would think so because, I mean, you know, we're expected to lose this game. But, um, you know, that Green Bay game. And I'll tell you, they, they've played some pretty good football of late. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. We all thought they'd beat the Chargers and they didn't. So, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm yeah. not making any uh, – <laughs> taking anybody for granted. Exactly. And, you know, we – listen, we, guys, when you saw – Garoppolo go down in the San Francisco game. I know we were all thinking, man, yeah, what a we, break. We, we, we've got, we're going we're gonna to win this football game. 
you know, we've got a really good shot at winning this football game. And, you know, we just didn't play well. So we can't take anything for granted anymore. And, um, you know, that's the frustrating part. So, yep. you know, I mean, Green Bay's been hit and miss. I mean, they've been, you know, they, they've just been on and off all year long. Their record is not good. They're five and eight, right? I mean, this is a team we should definitely beat. We should they don't have a lot of weapons, yeah. so that, that fits our defense. Well, they, they are getting guys back, Mike, slowly but surely. I mean, they'll have all their receivers by the time they play us. Well, that's I not mean, right. Their whole receiving core. And they have Aaron Rodgers, and that's all you need. And they got two <laughs> extremely good running backs. So, yep. you know. Anyway. Running backs haven't scared me this year. No. Our, our run defense has been one of the best in the yep. NFL as far as I'm concerned. Yep, so let them run. Let them run. <laughs> run, run, Rudolph. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks Very for listening, welcome, everybody. Guys. We'll thanks, be back Ryan. after the game. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Very welcome. It's good to have you. Absolutely. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.